for great ideas and practical tools you can start using tomorrow to grow your business and separate you from the competition, you've come to the right place. If you're into B2B marketing and sales, then welcome to the one and only B2B marketing and sales podcast. With over 60 and counting total years in the trenches of businesses small and large, they have a plethora of knowledge and experience that generate you more leads, capture more clients, ring up more sales. Well, doggone it, just make you more money. How about that? Always thought-provoking, yet dubiously entertaining. Please welcome to their respective microphones across three time zones, your co-ringmasters, the Dave Loomis, and not the rock star, Steve Miller. Hey everybody, this is not the rock star, Steve Miller, also known as Kelly's dad, and I am with my really good buddy, the Dave Loomis. And you can go ahead and say it yourself too. The Dave Loomis. See, and with his new microphone, doesn't he sound professional? I'll tell you, you gotta love it. And because uh, he sounds like a million times better uh, with, he really does sound professional. And uh, we are now, we have gone past the posting like ten episodes. I think, I think this episode is actually probably like their twelfth or thirteenth episode. So a thousand is just around the corner. And absolutely. Uh, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna be there in no time at all. So thank you for joining us today. Um, I picked out today's topic, which to me is kind of a near and dear tool uh that I use frequently with my clients. I kind of have a little bent on it, like I, I'm bent on everything. Um, but what I wanted to talk about, and thank thankfully the Dave Loomis uh, agreed that he would talk about it with me, is the buyer journey. Now this is an interesting topic to me because uh, in my I thought everybody knew what this was, but over the last over the years of working with corporations, I'm just astonished as how many companies do not really understand what the buyer journey is or how to use it, you know, in helping a company be more successful. So, um, Dave, I assume that you, uh, you know, have a, a lot of experience with the buyer journey. Yes, uh, indeed. What 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 is your take on on it, and how do you approach it with your clients? I really respect the buyer journey. Put it that way. I've I have a lot of exposure to it. We use it all the time. My clients use it all the time. Sometimes we can't stop talking about the buyer journey. <laughs> and one thing we do. Uh, and I like to do is to combine the buyer journey with the customer journey. So a lot, if you were to Google buyer journey, if you're a listener right now and mm -hmm. go out there, you'll see that three typical stages come up. This is just what you'll see. And uh, depending on who's done their SEO really well on the term buyer journey, you'll see whoever comes up. It might be HubSpot. It might be some consulting firm or something like that. Um, but they'll talk about three stages, awareness, consideration, purchase, and they'll leave it at that. I like to actually include that to take that journey, assuming that they buy and, and, and extend it to the customer experience. And if you actually Google customer journey, you're going to see all sorts of different charts and you could click on images in Google and see 
really nice charts of customer journeys with multiple steps and so forth. I like to keep it pretty simple, customer experience. Mm -hmm. So the way I like to talk about it is in four stages. So it would be the three from customer, from uh, buyer journey and the one from customer. So I say awareness, consideration, purchase, experience. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think about it sequentially, which isn't wrong. And so in their mind, they draw four boxes with arrows pointing from left to right to, to explain that. I am, I, I love cycles. So, and I think that they change the way we think about things sometimes. So I like to do it almost like a clock uh, and going counterclockwise. So I have four places at, at 12 o'clock, um, three o'clock, six o'clock, nine o'clock. And mm-hmm. So I put awareness, consideration, um, purchase, experience with arrows that go around. And then the trick is that experience goes back into awareness at some point. And to sort of complete that, that full cycle of the clock. And it makes you think, well, they're already, a, they're already a customer. They're already aware of you. How does that make sense? And to me, it makes sense just because you want to keep your customers engaged in new things that you're coming up with and just, uh, you know, sort of alive with the presence of your customer experience. Right. And so I don't think it's wrong because you just want to keep that cycle going because you want sure. retention. And so in a way, customers continually are part of even the buyer journey, not just sure they are. the customer journey. Sure they are. They, you know, the, you know, rebuying, I guess, you know, saying, you know, saying it that way is all yeah. part of that, all part of yeah. that too. Now, let me ask you this question. Do you actually sit down like I do with my clients and, and, you know, we'll have those as kind of the broad, you know, um, topic, so to speak, or the broad, uh, you know, steps, but then we, I, I would work with them on trying to fill in what exactly are those, those things. So like in, in the mapping, the experiences yes. often called that. I call in my new book, I, I, you know, cause we're consultants, we have to come up with our new terms. You know, I call it charting the experience. And, uh, uh, and, and so when you start with like the, say the, the awareness and then, you know, the, and, and step through it's, it's, I like, I like to actually chart exactly every step along the way. Uh, and, and, you know, map it right out as, as the mapping uh, term is used. Um, you know, so, so like, for example, like, and, and the simple one that I use, the easy one that I use that everybody can understand is going to a trade show where you are the customer of the trade show. You're going to be an attendee at a trade show. So, uh, um, uh, you know, you can have where the awareness might be where in the beginning, you know, up front where you become aware of the show is going to happen and then you register and you sign up and stuff like that. But then when I, when I get into the the charting, the experience, I get into stuff like, okay, the, you know, they, they show up at the front door of the convention center, you know, uh, they walk through the, the doors of the convention center, they go to the registration booth, if they need to go there, then they go up, you know, and then they have to go through and onto the show floor. And now they're on the show floor. And each one of those is a step in the entire experience, you know, all of which together you know, is, is that experience that you're talking about. Right. 
and uh, and, and even even then when they're leaving and stuff like that. So you have this you have these this list of all these things that the customer is going to experience at some point or another. And then what I ask uh, what I ask him is, okay, which of these can we influence? You know, which of these can we impact? Right to enhance that experience that they're having that yeah that is that is that that is brilliant we know we have done very similar things and it your example about the trade show makes me take it the step further literally step further which is stepping into your booth they see your booth they see your sign they may not be aware of you before let's just say they're not now what now what are you going to do once they're there right Right. What are you going to say to them? What are they? What might they say back? If they say certain things back, what does that trigger for you? Are you going to take them over to this area and tell them about X? How are you going to tell them about X? Yep. You're going to point to something on the wall that's a visual illustration of something. You're going to pull out an iPad and show them something. Are you going to, Do you have something tangible to talk about? Think through it, and you'll come up with a much better outcome you can really you can really drill down into this and that's that's the thing that i like about it when when i'm i'm sitting there charting it with my clients i'll have the flip chart up there and we just start chart we just start charting all of those things and then we go okay well what if we go deeper into that like they walk into the booth like you just said you know if, if we say all right this is this is a corporate uh chart uh and you are you are an exhibitor at a trade show now the 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 your prospect, your customer, you know, they're going to come and they're going to be going through all of these steps before they even get to your booth. And then when they get to your booth, now they're going to go through a series of steps with you. Okay. And what are all of these steps? And is there, uh, and, and most companies think in terms of the booth experience. Okay. And right. then I and so I say, okay, how can we impact them before the booth experience? Okay. Yes. Is there anything yes. that we can do ahead of time to impact that to influence them to come to the booth? Yes, absolutely. And what about after? And what about after? Again, right. absolutely. And right. and and, uh, and 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 I get I get stupid um, crazy with you know like I go into you know going in, going in deep and then. And then branching off and saying, now, here are some other things that might relate to that, that we could influence, right? We can right. impact. And, uh, and the reason why I, I try to do that is because I try to find those steps where the competition sucks. Yeah. You know, or the, competition, or the competition isn't even paying any attention to. You know, and, and I go, okay. Okay, because here, here is some, you know, here's a, a part of the buyer's journey to get to your booth, all right, that nobody else is paying any attention to. Right, right. That's, that's great. And it, we haven't been to trade shows in a while, or some of the people listening might not have been to a trade show in a while, but I'll bet you have a website. I'll bet your, your company has a website. And we do the same thing with our websites. So we say, okay, how is this person coming to the website? Uh, How can we influence that beforehand? And then when they come in, what path will they be taking? It's almost like walking around a trade show booth. And we say, okay, they're going to, they're, 
if they're interested in X, what are they going to click on? What can we influence there? And what can we put as a call to action? One of the very practical things that I've learned recently is uh, something referred to as the circular site map. So a lot of times we think of a site map for a website, especially when websites first came out as almost um, like an architectural tree or something like that with categories uh, across the top. And then, you know, there's different sort of places you can navigate to, but each of them sort of end in a dead end. And, but, but then the navigation is there visible for you to, Oh, I'm going to click somewhere else. Now what we're, what we're doing and finding a lot of uh, success with is when they're scrolling down, because lots of the websites now have all this scrolling in it, you put the, uh, the, the call to action in the middle of it or at the bottom. And it's not, oh, contact us, like, you know, sort of going for broke. It's no. learn well, no, more. It's not, it's not it request you, a quote. It's not request it a takes quote. You, exactly. It takes you yeah. to a different part of the website to learn more. So you're not leaving. You're spending more time there. And then at the right time, it's request a quote. Um, I've, I've, I love start the buying process. Yeah. I love that one which I've seen more frequently now and has been really successful for our, for our clients. But all the stuff we're talking about is in the middle of awareness through consideration. You know, you and I haven't talked, we're not talking about selling, like you have a quote and you're working the quote and trying to close it or anything like that. Certainly that's part of the buyer journey. Sure. Of course. But a lot of the important parts can be overlooked are in these middle stages. And this is often referred to as nurturing. You've got somebody on the hook, you've got a lead, you, you are nurturing it. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And, you know, you talked about how it might be circular or something like that. And actually, the, the way that I look at it today is that more and more of this stuff is, is I consider it to be molecular. So in other words, you know, you can have a point, you know, that there is one of the steps right that, and and it might connect over here, it might connect over here, it might connect over here, it might connect over, it might connect back here, it might connect up this way, you know, because because they can they can come from multiple directions, you know, and they can lead go to multiple directions. So like you said, like on the homepage, for example, if you have information, you're saying, well, we, you know, we, we solve this situation. We solve this situation. We solve this situation. Well, those are hyperlinks. And, and the, and the one right. that resonates the most with the person who is, is going through this clicks on the, on the hyperlink that resonates with them. And then they, boom, off they go to a page that is specific to that you know, to that uh, uh, um, point of interest. Uh, yes, and, yes. And, and I have a question start, for you. Yeah, go ahead. We're running out of time, but, you know, and we may have to, we may have my, to make my this question is this, this, this to be continued, but yes. Two, two parter, two parter, but I do have a quick question, which, and, and maybe this will lead into the next thing to the, to our next topic. But okay. my question to you is, have you ever, or do you think about the buyer journey separately for different personas or different uh, yes. avatars, whatever yes. uh, word you want to call it, because yes. because I think that's yeah. very important to <laughs> I do. Can, 
All right. You know, this is kind of funny because I was having the same conversation this morning with a client and because and, uh, uh, they were they were kind of getting into this, you know, how it, it, you know, agencies talk, you know, in agency speak. And yes. and and I talk in uh, animal speak. OK. Know? All right. You know, in my book, I, I talk hunting about moose, the, hunting moose, you know, that your moose is your target now. So to use your example of different avatars. All right it's different animals. So like, let's say you, you know, a moose is one of your targets and let's say a bear is another one of your targets. Okay. In, in the forest. Well, moose and bear don't talk the same language. They each no, have, they, don't. they have different verbiage. They have different, uh, you know, uh, vernacular. That's uh, moose and bear don't eat the same thing, you know? And so it takes a different bait to get the attention of the moose versus the attention of the bear. So if you're going to go after these, you have to, you have to, uh, uh, you know, create moose bait, you know, a, a moose gun, <laughs> a bear bait, bear gun, whatever it is, you know, uh, uh, so, uh, see, and that's the picture. When I talk about it like that, people kind of go, Ooh, I get it. You know, I get it. I have to talk to them differently. And so, yes, each, both of those would have their own journey. Both of them, you, you, we would have to chart, you know, a different experience for, for both of them. For moose and for bear. Great, right. great point. And then the last point I think I would make is that when you gain awareness, we are often way out of control of the time or what happens during that consideration process and when they're ready to purchase. And so one of the things that we always have to think about, I think, I feel like you have some saying about some clever saying about this, but we, the, the, the customer has to be aware of us and stay aware of us and be top of mind when they're ready to purchase. Awareness, uh, awareness without, um, uh, um, Ooh, I'm blanking. I'm blanking on my word, but let, let me put it to you this way. I call it next step uh, is, is that if, if they're aware I need them to take action. Yes. Okay. So like the first, you know, and, and next step is the way I look at it is, okay, what is the simplest thing I can do to take them from, you know, just being aware of me to starting to really start that relationship building process. Okay. So it might be that link that I'm talking about that takes them to another page that is talking to them specifically because that, that page they go to might say, Oh, are you a bear? Oh, cool. Yes. We're so yes. glad that you're here because, because, because you're a bear, you are probably interested in this. And if you are, we have a white paper, you know, and, right. you know, and we'd love to send you this white paper in and, and in return. And this white paper will be useful. It'll be interesting. You're going to love it. Yep. Right. And so, so see, see, cause leaving people at awareness to me is a mistake. I, I want them the moment they really become aware of me and aware of something of the, that I can help them. I want them to be moving to that. Right. Next the step. best case that I, I, that I like to strive for is that once they are aware that you continually engage them such that by the time they're ready to buy, you don't even have to ask. Nope. My joke, Kay just loves this. My joke is uh, that when we reach that point, my my line is just real simple. Press hard. The third copy is yours. <laughs> you know, and I'll say it to him online. But, you know, yeah. I mean, that's, that's an old saying. Right. 
but that's it's essentially what it is is you if you do it right and now you know and and we are stopping short of talking about the sales part um but if you do it right and you, and you walk them through this each of these steps okay and they are happy and they're following along and stuff like that and then they and you just you get to the point where you're saying you know doesn't this sound like the solution that you need press hard fourth you know the fourth copy is yours <laughs> <laughs> love it love it we'll have to talk more about this yes absolutely and and we are past due we we are we're we're over our time limit we we try to limit these things to to your commute or your workout or whatever you might be doing uh, listening to us and uh our time is up hopefully there's another episode for you to listen to though if you have a little more time yeah there will be there will be one and uh, you know and if you like us you know you know please like us you know please please subscribe uh please please tell your friends if you have questions we'll you know you can contact us through the you know we've got the information in in the uh, um the, the yeah the, please the reach out to us stuff like that so anyway so i am i am uh not the rock star steve miller better known as kelly's dad and he is the dave loomis thanks for joining us again we'll see you next time thank you folks take it easy Thank you for listening to another episode of the one and only B2B Marketing and Sales Podcast, the source for B2B Marketing and Sales Insights. If you enjoyed the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave these old guys a five-star rating. Check the show notes for any links and contact information. You can always contact us by going to B2Bmarketingsalespodcast.com. Thank you, and keep on marketing. Keep on selling.